Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi there, Steph here, one of the hosts of this podcast. Just here to pop in and warn you that there's swearing and adult humour. So don't listen if you don't like that. I really need to get better at these. On with the podcast! I don't have a quote for today's episode because I enjoy the film and I think it's really quotable, but I don't want to spoil any of the quotes. So we're just going to start. That's fair. (laughs) Welcome to Educating Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the podcast in which I teach Georgia what a film is. It's like a moving picture. Oh, really? Does it have sound too? Sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Now you've learned that's the end of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> night night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steph. I know films. <laughs> I'm Georgia. I don't know films. That's not true. You know eight films now. Oh, eight. I ate films. You hate um... films? <gasps> no. <laughs> not the right host Just for this me, show. Girls. This is why I'm replacing you with the Australian gun laws expert. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the right decision. I think I've made the smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week we watched The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which you loved, enjoyed. Loved, I guess loved. you never, you didn't really say much. Never, about I didn't it. really say it. Like I don't really wear my heart on my sleeve too much. <laughs> you, uh, this week we're watching Duck Soup. Yummy. So, <laughs> My first question is, do you know anything about the Marx Brothers? I assume Marx is the communist guy. Like, nope. it has something to do with that. <laughs> no, they're just called Marx. Um, oh. Just, oh, okay. They're just a bunch of brothers called something Marx. So they are made up of, uh, there are four brothers, Groucho, Harpo, oh, no, I've heard of Groucho. Chico, and Zeppo Marx. Yeah, Groucho Marx is very well known. Even if you didn't know his name, you probably know his face. He's very... Yeah. Uh, iconic looking. He's got the moustache and the um, the thing. <laughs> uh, the moustache and the thing. The cigar. <laughs> ah, okay. Maybe I'll... Yeah, the name is definitely familiar. Um, yeah, they were a comedy group from way, way back in the days of your background films <laughs> just starting to include sound. Oh. This is our first... This is the oldest film we've done so far and potentially the oldest one we're doing don't know whether it or modern times are older but it's it's a good old film so i know 12 angry men quite oh yeah i forgot about 12 angry men (laughs) quite old is that Uh, still black and white so yeah they're a pretty famous comedy group they're kind of known for like silly humor and clever wordplay um especially from groucho who is an iconically famous wit (laughs) among those people who call the marx brothers influences are mel brooks Monty Python, Judd Apatow, and the Zucker Brothers, who are oh. all people we're going to be watching films by later. <laughs> oh, wow. They are massively important to the history of comedy. Um, I was going to say, this is really like the, the staple, the start point. The... Yeah, this is like an early one. These guys are alongside like Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy in, form, in terms of how Now, I have seen some Laurel and Hardy. So. Good for you. <laughs> and I enjoyed it, so. So, Here's the second it. question is, do you know anything about Duck Soup? <laughs> I know that duck soup is a liquid made of ducks. Made of ducks? <laughs> made of ducks. Duck soup uh, is a liquid made of ducks. I would say it's more likely a broth with duck with duck um, stock in it rather than literally puree. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't that sound delicious? Puree duck. It sounds like pate. And I don't like I love, pate. Oh, I love pate. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I've never sounded more middle class. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, put it. 
So duck soup, as well as a delicious puree duck, um, (laughs) is a comedy film. When the tiny nation of Fredonia goes bankrupt, its wealthy benefactor, Miss Teasdale, insists that the wacky Rufus T. Firefly become the country's president. Sensing a weakness in leadership, the bordering nation of Sylvania sends in the spies, Pinky and Chicolini, to set the stage for a revolution. As Firefly clashes with the Sylvanian ambassador, plenty of mayhem ensues and the country's verge on all-out war. Sound fun? I mean, you said comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, I think... then that happened. I think it it is very, very funny. It's one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Um, Is it a satire? Yes. It's an anti-war comedy. Um, You can tell it's a comedy because they named the character named after Chico Marx, Chico Lini. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of, I think I kind of, I think I remembered you saying it was a anti-war film. So when you said the Marx Brothers, that's kind of why I thought that, oh, is this a criticism on Karl Marx? No, it's not. Karl Marx doesn't really no. play into their career, careers. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, they missed a trick, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Do you know what was going on in the <laughs> world? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Uh, the film Comedy was written... tragedy plus time. <laughs> you know this, you're a writer. <laughs> the film was written by Bert Kalmar, Harry Ruby, Arthur Sheikman and Nat Perrin and directed by Leo McCary. It stars the Marx Brothers alongside Margaret Dumont, Louis Calhoun, Raquel Torres and Edgar Kennedy. Do you know any of those names? Because I don't. No. <laughs> no. I mean... Uh, aside from the Marx I mean, Brothers. You, you, uh, yeah, I was going to say. The, um, you said this film was old. When? It's 1933 it came out. Oh, okay. And it was... So... N- Real old. Yeah, real old. It was not cr- critically successful at the time. It was a critical flop, which I assume has something to do with being an anti-war film in 1933. Oh, which when they were so pro-war. <laughs> um, but it's now considered not only one of the greatest, if not the greatest Marx Brothers film, but also one of the all-time great comedy films. It's had a real shift in opinion. Well, I think it's kind of, if it is that starting point for all the comedy we have now... Well, I say we had Pont- Python was a while ago now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Judd Apatow is the only one of those people I named who is still really working. Um... Mm. But I think when you then look back on it with sort of like fresh eyes kind of thing, you think, oh, actually, this was really good. Like, this was, like, now this is good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think it's one of those films where you, you look back at it now and you go, oh, this was brilliant. And its message it was mostly the anti-war thing that was probably not enjoyed by people and its message of anti-war stuff is still relevant today it's still just as funny as a satire of war like it's still great yeah and it's got some real funny lines (laughs) (laughs) which you don't want to spoil no I really don't want to spoil because they're they're so good (laughs) (laughs) it also might have I'm not certain of this because I haven't found any evidence beforehand this might be the first time there's a tanks you're welcome joke (laughs) There's a what? Tanks, you're welcome, joke. Uh... It might be the source. I couldn't find any previous sources for a tanks, you're welcome joke. <laughs> so this is the real beginning of it all. This is, like yeah, the this is real... where comedy started, let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> there were no jokes no, before this. No one was funny before this point. Yeah, like, no. No one. <laughs> Are you excited for it? I, I think I am. I think it's going to cast a little bit of culture on me. Oh, you are immediately after this, you're going to, like, turn into one of those pretentious film critics like I am. <laughs> yeah, I'll just morph into you. Like, yeah, you're going to slowly shift into me. Like, there'll be a full moon and... <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> and you'll start talking about how Mad Max Fury Road is the best action film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and I like Mean Girls. It'll be really weird. <laughs> Any concerns at all? I am a bit concerned that I'm not very good at history. So <laughs> I've got a feeling that it's like, you know when people say, oh, like, oh, because everyone knows this about blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah, probably I won't though. So I might miss some of the jokes because I won't understand what they're making fun of. If that That's makes fair. Sense. For, to help you out, Fredonia and Sylvania are not real places. Good. <laughs> Check one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I don't remember it being that built into the times. But it might be. Like, I've not seen this one for a long, long time. Oh, okay. I think I saw this, last time I saw this, I was 14. But it sticks with me. Like, it's stayed oh, wow. with me that long. I was going to say, like, if you even if you remember, like, the quotes. Yeah. From when you were 14? Well, yeah. I was a huge nerd back then. <laughs> what do you mean back then? You still are. Oh, no. I'm normal now. <laughs> oh, oh, Everyone okay. goes, that guy, not a nerd. He's, he, he's, <laughs> he's just a cool fellow. Who, mm, who doesn't what like... What a swell chap. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> so with that, I suppose it's time for you to say... To the movies! To the... <laughs> Indeed it well, is. What... <laughs> the film reel. The clickety-click. Because it's old. The clickety-click. To the clickety-click. <laughs> to the clickety-click. <laughs> oh, hey. It's me again. Here to warn you that there are spoilers in the next bit. Not that there's much plot to spoil you'd probably be fine but i still recommend you watch the film the jokes are genuinely funny now back to the previously scheduled show oh god duck soup do you like it oh it was very soupy (laughs) i don't know why was it called duck soup i don't know fair i i did enjoy it i don't think if it was longer than an hour i would have lasted because it is so slapstick and everything's a joke like everything they say is a joke and there's funny or something happens there's like a skit it does feel a bit long i like the fact that like when the credits were up at the beginning i said oh is it a musical then because it was like music and lyrics by like someone yeah. And you're like, no, it's not a musical. And then they started singing. And it was like, at the beginning of the film, they were like, yeah, let's make a musical. And then they kind of forgot to do that. And then at the end, they went, oh, shit, we're making a musical. We're we? a lyricist. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the first, like, 10 minutes musical. And then you have most of the film. And then, like, the last 10 minutes musical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which I found quite funny. But I did think watching it, I was like, this is so kind. Not only is this a little bit of like carry on, this is a little bit of Python and a bit of mischief theatre, I reckon. I think mischief theatre definitely takes something from that. Uh, yeah. Having seen a lot of their work, like there's definitely elements of mischief theatre in. No, all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's brothers in mischief theatre works. I just thought. Like it was just so you, you when you're what when obviously you said that it was sort of the start point for like so many things, but like actually watching it, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's that thing. There's that thing. There are a lot of jokes. We like, oh, that's where that comes from. That's where that's yeah. Like I don't know if it's the first mirror gag. I can't. I didn't check, but I don't yeah, love a mirror that, gag. But they did yeah, it well. Like I there was one other, and I can't think what it is. But was it tanks? You're welcome. The invention of comedy. It was not everything tanks, before that. <laughs> oh, funny. I don't understand why they made that film before that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was, but it was 
yeah, play on. It was a play on word or something, and I was like, ah. Uh. What was the guy with the scissors? Like, what was the scissors? Every time someone turned around, he was like, snip. Um, so that's Harpo Marx. Um, he's uh, he's a clown. He doesn't speak because he got no. told he was a, he ruined his comedy when he spoke in the uh, um, in a review once. So he just started being silent. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and th- oh, you but think he, I'm not funny when I speak. Oh, no I don't know about the scissors thing. The leg thing that he was doing with his with um, yeah. Chico. That is a running thing throughout all of the Marx Brothers films he's in. Oh, okay. I don't know about the scissors. One can assume probably because hilarious as that joke was, it kind of didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who throws their leg up like that and catches it? I was quite <laughs> yeah. like with the ha- the hat stuff though. That was very funny, and that the the image of the guy like the lemonade stand guy in the middle when he's like being swapped with all these hats, and like you can see him getting more and more stressed. Like, I think we can all relate at some point to that guy. <laughs> When we've got like four <laughs> things going on and we're not doing any of them very well, it's just like that rising stress. I keep swapping hats and I'm like, ah! It's just, at a certain point, there's too many hats. There's too many hats. Uh, which is actually what I describe the hat pack as to people when I'm introducing yes. them to the company. It's just, imagine too many hats <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> there, done. Um. <laughs> I don't think I should have worried about not getting the jokes because a lot, yeah, a lot of the jokes were just on the nose or wordplay or yeah. I don't think there was any political satire in it. It, it was very satirical, but there wasn't any deliberate satire of specific instances. No. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't need to worry about that. There were ducks at the beginning. There were oh, ducks at the beginning, and there was a dog inside a tattoo. <laughs> oh my god! I gasped. You did. I was what. <laughs> I was like, oh, my well. <laughs> I still find that part legitimately terrifying. Imagine if you had a tattoo of a kennel on your chest. I know. And then just someone made a meow sound and a dog crawled out of your chest. <laughs> That's the fucking plot of Alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, the, oh, wow. Have you got a number? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't speak, but he's got his life tapestried against his body. Oh, and occasionally they come to life. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was mad, but I did. I like a bit of madness. Yes, it's a very um, chaotic film. It's another of those con- controlled chaos films, I think. Yeah, where everything felt very deliberate. Um, I think though, you could tell it was an older comedy. A lot of it was just gag, 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 and you couldn't yeah. really see why. Why that? A lot of it, Groucho Marx's lines, especially, were just him saying something that was funny with no relevance to the scene or the yeah. film. Yeah. It, was a bit like that and i think that's why it's a good job it's i know that wasn't the reason it's short because like it was made in 1933 which they didn't have a lot of long films but yeah i think if it was any longer you'd be like oh, okay it's like why um one of my mum's problems with some comedies um especially i think two broke girls my mum's problem with it she was like it's just joke after joke that's her problem with Two Broke Girl. Yeah. I mean, that is the lowest of my problems with that show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that kind of thing. So, like, my mum would definitely not be a fan of this film. I was like, I was okay with it because there it was broken up by kind of visual slapstick. Yes. It's also quite sketchy. Like, each scene was oh, a yeah. different thing. So it worked to a degree. Uh, I with think you just... not as much as the python films yes but i think 
definitely that it felt like every scene was like a new bit and it did feel very very theatre yes well a lot of their so this film is not one of them but the first two Marx Brothers films that got released in cinemas not just lost after one viewing (laughs) I think it might have been just a bad film the first two of those were just um, filmed versions like adapted versions of their theatre work right so there is an element of theatre I think for all of it like the reason Harpo is so is silent all the time partially because he when he speaks he's shit apparently but also because um in that period in vaudeville shows there was always a silent clown type character so he was he would always fill that role and that stuck through the films yeah and i think that kind of well like in shakespeare you know you've got the comic relief kind of thing although all of it was funny but like yeah those two are like in particular the two spies they're and very they're... Rosencrantz and Stil- Guildenstern. Mm. They're Guildenstein? very <laughs> clowny. They're very. They're the kind of. If anything yeah. feels like a sketch, it's them. Yeah, I would say that their characters remind me of. We'll learn about these guys later on a little bit, but um, they remind me of Jane Silent Bob, partially because one of them's silent. Well, <laughs> named in the title. <laughs> um, but also because they are characters that I think their scenes, especially in this, a lot like in Clerks, which is the film, the first film we'll meet them in, yep. their scenes were very much retracted from everything else. They could be a different film altogether. Like, they did not yes. need to be present for the plot to continue, a lot like Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, were, they were very much, like, aside, you cut to see Chicolini and Pinky. Yeah, definitely. I was like, there was no need for him to have a feud with a lemonade stand because it, the whole point of, was of perfect. The, <laughs> I know, but the only point of the peanut stand was because like they were like undercover. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good it was a good little film, and I think it was so like obviously it's so important because yes. otherwise like without it where like would we have had these things or how different would the things we have now be i thought it was a bit random (laughs) and sometimes it was quite because it was like gag after gag it was sometimes quite hard to follow yes i had that problem a little bit too with certain points like the trial scene hilarious as it is has some of the funniest jokes in the whole show the (laughs) elephants the texas dollars bit oh (laughs) that one made me groan and of course I think Tanks was in that scene too. No, Tanks was a bit later on. But no, that trial scene is hilarious. But it is also, like, there's a lot going on in that scene. And it's only two characters, but they're just too fast with the gag. So you're not quite sure what's happening. Mm. <laughs> I think I, my favourite running gag uh, was the motorbike and sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> fool me twice. Shame on me. You will not fool me a third time. <laughs> <laughs> he gets on the bike and the the sidecar drives away I just it's his like you cut back to him and he's like there waiting and he was like like, I've been out four times today and I haven't gone anywhere like that I think they were my favourite bits but I think because it three times right I think it happened three times yeah I think we had three lemonade stand bits that's one that I know we had three of because there was two lemonade stand scenes and then he returned home to his wife to find (laughs) out that he was in the pinky had had Oh, that was... <laughs> How do you not know you're sitting on a man? <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know you're sitting on a man? Well, um, uh, there's a joke in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> um, so I think, obviously, like, yeah, the, like the rule of threes. So it's like, in the last, in, like, the last one is he drives away. In the... 
sidecar. Just, I think that visual and the kind of kind of deadpan like look of like, oh, this has happened. <laughs> And I think that was one of the things that really reminded me of like the mischief theatre. Like something goes wrong and they're all like looking at it like Okay Oh this dear is it. <laughs> Yeah. That that was quite funny and the kind of aside of ah, <laughs> haven't been anywhere today. <laughs> that was probably one of my favourite things. Do you think it was actually good as an anti war piece? Um, I think it could have been about anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was particularly anti-war. Um, I get. I think the main thing is when it's just like it's kind of a war for no reason, and it's just because yeah. they had a bickering, and it was like they both didn't want it to happen, but, but they both just wouldn't didn't. get over it. To me, it doesn't feel like an, an anti-war film, but an anti-war decided by leaders, like an anti-leadership film more than anti-war, because yeah. the film is against war. But only because war seems petty to it. it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think there's, like, before that point, when they're talking about, like, the taxes and stuff, and, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, you think this place is ruined before? Like, watch it now. (laughs) Um, Like, that's not just commenting on war, is it? That's commenting on, like, having leaders that aren't qualified. (laughs) Maybe you were right when you assumed it was about Karl Marx. (laughs) (gasps) Dun dun dun. (laughs) What a twist. I mean, if it was supposed to be about anti-war, they'd be real subtle about it. They were very subtle about it, if it's very... <laughs> I, I think, I guess for the 30s, it's probably quite anti-war, but... Yeah. I'm going to find out when The Great Dictator came out, because that's obviously not subtle about what it's critiquing. Oh, God. Um, whereas this is a, a little this is a little too subtle, I think. So The Great Dictator came out seven years later. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Like I said, it was kind of it could kind of be about anything, really. I don't think like like I said, that the jokes that they make, it's more sort of wordplay. It's not like jokes on what's happening. It's no. just a joke that could fill space. Yeah. There are very few jokes that were deliberately taken from the war thing, and even that doesn't happen until like the last quarter of the film. Maybe not even that, last fifth of the film. Like <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that they're like they're lo- I don't know, like they're losing so badly, and yet because they capture like the quote unquote like leader and they in a door, him. which in is door. quite funny to be fair. That, that uh, I think that if we followed the Marx Brothers, we'd have won World War Two way quicker. <laughs> oh yeah, if they're making fun of war or like you shouldn't, war shouldn't be a thing. Would they have made it be resolved so quickly? Yeah, yeah, I see the the point that you are making. <laughs> it's not like. It start the film starts with them deciding they're going to have a war for no reason, and then like the whole film is just them having a war for no reason, and it's just like well, you see how ridiculous it is, and like each of them having like spies or something, and it's just yeah. like it's also quite interesting that we say they were having a war for no reason because like at the beginning of the film, the 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 villain like the. Uh, ambassador, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He's trying to start a revolution within the country. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, trying oh, yeah, to start a civil war. Work. But that's like kind of forgotten about later on in the film. Yeah. So they can have Groucho Marx slap him in the face three times. <laughs> yeah, and the the because they have a plan that he's gonna marry the rich lady. I can't but remember. she's 
in love with Groucho Marx, so they yeah. they have to do something else. Like, why is like, this? There's that... this other woman in it at the beginning who's yeah, meant to seduce Groucho, her... but she doesn't do anything. I was gonna say she did a very poor job at seducing him. There's like a bit at the like very start when she's like dance. Well, no, she doesn't dance. He dances, and then yes. he's like, oh. "Can you and dance?" Like, and she's oh, like, we "Sure, dance yeah." Together. <laughs> And that's kind of the end of the seduction. It did make me laugh later on when she's in that really fancy dressing gown. Oh my god! She's having to hold it, and it just kind of looked like she had stomach pains because she just kept her hand like on her stomach. And it took me a while to figure out what she was doing. Oh, she's keeping her dressing gown closed. I think no one got her a belt, like you know. She didn't deserve a cord. She's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, you know the rules. <laughs> I know the rules. Women don't get dressing gown cords. Because yeah. otherwise, how would we have the possibility of seeing them naked at any minute? Well, exactly. It's just, yeah, women were well dressed but not well portrayed in this film. But, I mean, it was a 30, so what did I expect? <laughs> there were three women in this film. Only one of them at any point in this film is not in a state of undress. <laughs> um, and that is uh, the one that is like the main one. The other two women at two different points in the film are in different states of undress. And you're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> at one point, I think like the woman that Harpo goes to have sex with, with his horse, she oh, ran a yeah. bath in her underwear for her husband. <laughs> um, yeah, because I thought the joke was going to be she got in. Yeah, but no, I, I think that was just a bath for her, her husband that she did in her underwear. And then she thought, well, I'll put on a dress, I guess, now. What? (laughs) (laughs) I always undress, run a bath, and then get dressed again. (laughs) That's, I mean, to be fair. Wait for for someone else. Maybe it's to avoid water. (laughs) She doesn't want to get her clothes wet. (laughs) Well, exactly. We we are fools. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I did call the gag about the horseshoes. Yes, you did. I didn't. I was was so pleased when they were there. I was like, yes! (laughs) I think it's a great gag. It's real funny. And I think the implication, obviously, is that they have have all slept in the same bed. The horse is in the middle. I was going to say, the The shoes are at the end. (laughs) Yeah. The horse got in last. But (laughs) But to the middle. The horse was like, nah. I want the middle. I don't want to roll off. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on, woman. It was right there. I thought you were going to take it. No, I don't do puns. You know me. No. I've never made a pun in my life. <laughs> never made a pun in your life. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that gag. There, there was like Firefly, that's his name. Yes. Like, kept making jokes that the... Who is she, the rich lady? She's not a countess. She's a benefactor, possibly a countess, actually. Hang on, let me check. Do do it. I don't remember. She's a missus. Um, she's, a she's, missus. she's the country's benefactor. She's been paying the country for some reason. Okay. There's like, he keeps making inferences that she's like not like a proper woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, but why? <laughs> he spends a lot of the film making fun of her for her size and weight as well, which is like rude. Could you not <laughs> be a dick? Like this. Yeah. At one point he says she's like a she's like a tall building, and at another point he's like, I can just see you bent over the the, the oven. I can't see I can't the oven. See the oven. I'm like, all right, call her a fat ass in more specific terms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it... He's trying to seduce her too. That's the bit that's... I was going to say, that's the bit that's insane. So he does that and he's like, I love you. <laughs> and she's like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I love you too. Tell me once again how I'm fat. Yeah, and that I'm going to be cooking for you. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It. He does have this weirdly, like, surprisingly feminist point in his first song where he's singing about how the world's going to be a bit, how he, what he's gonna, his country's going to be like under him. And he sings, oh, um, if a lady loves, if, if there's a fellow uh, interested in a married woman, we'll take her to decide which one of them she gets with. Yeah. And then shoot the other one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's common sense. But like, that's a pretty decent thing to think. Like, sure, let's be less sexually prohibitive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holds like, also, another gag that I really enjoyed. I was going to say, like, holds a, like, holds like a tiny little flame to feminism and then just <laughs> blows it out. Um, <laughs> but the other gag that I really liked is the blowtorch. <laughs> the blowtorch! <laughs> the blowtorch like... is brilliant. I just... <laughs> Oh, it's just like it turns around. Oh, that's fine. Do you have a light? <laughs> yeah, I do, man. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking a blowtorch to the club. Um, yeah, I'll totally let you in. <laughs> I don't see why they wouldn't. Have you been? Yeah. Like, there, there's some rough clubs around here. <laughs> well, what's really funny, actually, um, the only other club I've been to, like back home, that we only go to a club at home, and it's. I say a bit like an airport, but like you have to queue up, you put your things in a bag, but not in a bag, in a box, and they get sort of like taken through. And like yes, the normal thing that they do in most clubs. <laughs> yeah, and, like, so, and then when I came to like here, it was, they were like, oh yeah, open your bag. And I opened mine, and they had like a quick look in, and then I was there in, and I was like, yeah, yeah. They're just checking to see if you've brought the appropriate blowtorches. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say, like, obviously, so- if I was bringing something I shouldn't, I'm not going to put it on the top. You know? The um the uh evoke has that because there was an incident there. They have a like metal detectors and stuff. That's mm-hmm. the only one. <laughs> like everywhere else yeah. is you just get in. <laughs> just in you know, They were Making more sure. concerned about me not having my jacket on. <laughs> They're very concerned I, about that. <laughs> I was like, it was. Oh, wait, wait, I think it was Switch. Switch is very concerned about jackets. They're real yeah. bitchy about it too. <laughs> and I was like, I went in, like I deliberately wore just a denim jacket so that I didn't have to check a coat. And they're like, yeah, oh. you have to take your jacket off. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what now? As well, it's pain, in case you've got a blowtorch in the pocket. Oh yeah, but like if you search me and I don't have anything in my pockets, then I can wear my jacket. Yeah, they're also really particular about shoes. I once went there in a pair of shoes that weren't great. Went there, went over, they were they're not able to wear their shoes. So I went back to my, my flat, changed into my new shoes, walked back. Didn't change into shoes, though. Just wore the same shoes and they let me in. <laughs> right, okay. They just didn't like you. <laughs> just That's like, true. I don't... Up night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably because of the blowtorch. <laughs> yeah, that was the real reason. Yeah. <laughs> when you came back, you left your blowtorch at... Yeah, I forgot back. it. <laughs> yeah. You won't believe it. it. I forgot my blowtorch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Duck soup. Duck soup! <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it was called. I don't understand. Like, it, it was like an image of ducks in, in a bath. Not that's a bath. on fire? I think they were actually cooking those ducks alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was that image, and the ducks didn't come back. There were some horses and a dog. There were some horses and a terrifying nightmare dog. I don't, yeah, I don't know why it was called duck soup either. I think it's just a funny title. Yeah, that's fair. Didn't, 
random word generator on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's fine for a film. That's kind of about war. Oh, let's just say it's anti-war. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Soup's title meaning is... No idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 it says... No. <laughs> Basically, it says an easily accomplished task or assignment in a cinch to succeed. As in, fixing this car is going to be duck soup. Oh, so winning this war is going to be duck soup. I mean, it was. All they did was nail a plank to a door. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. That kind of makes sense. Then. Although they did, just, like, I think it was the benefactor's house was just destroyed in the process. And at the end, they're like, oh, celebrate! Yeah. We nailed a guy to a door. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy shot himself in with a load of fireworks why were there explosives in a cupboard (laughs) in her cupboard (laughs) i don't know but he should be dead yeah oh god yeah see why don't you have a problem with that to the same extent as you did with lad max why are you okay with him getting out (laughs) (laughs) because this is funny (laughs) was mad max not funny enough to you (laughs) did it have comedy in the title um watching it obviously in the 1930s and they're doing films like they did things in one take like whenever they could yeah do it in one take so i think that's kind of another thing that added to the sort of theater feel yeah when they had like um the wall came down something else fell like and it didn't oh it was like the chandelier that fell on her and like you could tell it didn't fall quite right yeah but they had to like roll with it that made me laugh um but there was something else that fell and like hit Groucho on the head. And I'm like, I don't think, because he didn't react too much, but like it did like knock him off balance. And I'm like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Because if it was supposed to happen, he would have made more of it. Yeah. They, the, the, yeah. I, especially since they're all kind of over actors. Yeah. Like they, there's, they definitely would like go, ooh, grab the head, like yeah. stumble around a bit. Like if they're hit on the head with something. Whereas in that specific moment, I can't remember what it is that falls either, but he is just kind of like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's when the when, it's when the house is falling down, I, and I'm so that did that you can. I think that's one of the things that's like ages it a bit. Because in any other film, they would have reshot. Yeah. Like in a more recent film, they would have just said, "Okay, we'll do that again." But that, that that's old school for you. It's <laughs> the old school. The old that's... school of cinema. <laughs> uh, back in my day. <laughs> in my day, they did only do one take. Because <laughs> I remember, um, obviously I know it's not as old, but in Dad's Army, yeah. um, it was like, if they ever had to do a retake, everyone got like really mad. So there was, you know, the, the famous thing, Don't Tell Him Pike. Yeah. It's like, if you see the guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Pike, he's like, you can see his shoulders going and he's obviously like trying so hard and he like bit his tongue like so bad that he like made himself bleed because he was trying so hard not to laugh so that he didn't have to do another take. <laughs> Um, I learned that in the um, Dad's Army Museum in Thetford. So there you go. There's a Dad's Dad's Army Museum in... Yeah, Thetford, in Norfolk. Because that's where they did a lot of the filming. Well, very, very, very fun. Very fun. Yes. 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 (laughs) Knowledge. You've got the knowledge. See, I told you, watch Uh one film and you start sprouting knowledge about things. I know. Like me. You're turning into me. We're both going to (gasps) be terrible, terrible assholes by the end of today's episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow morning and then just be the biggest arsehole in the world. Oh, tomorrow you'll wake up and you'll be <laughs> reading <laughs> comics and... <laughs> making criticisms. Making criticisms. Telling oh. women their opinions. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that my opinions are better than your opinions, so you should have them. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's nothing to do with you being a woman. It's all to do with the fact that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mansplaining if I do it to everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just a prick. <laughs> I'm not a misogynist. I'm not a misogynist. I'm just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. oh man, I've never heard you laugh like that. <laughs> that's because oh, that's the first funny thing I've ever done. Um, yeah. It's the first time I've ever been funny. <laughs> oh dear. So duck soup. Duck soup! Um, <laughs> I was like, I did enjoy it. I did I laughed a lot. I think it showed its age obviously um i was like not even the fact that it was black and white but like i think if even if it was colorized you'd be like yeah this is old yeah i i yeah i agree i think you can definitely tell it's a classic like 1930s comedy it yeah. it just flows they flow in a specific way um mm. that you don't get from even like a 1950s or 60s comedy well okay, I'm although actually again. in watching this now having seen mel brooks films since they're very similar like in style mel brooks is very similar to what that was like it's quite surprising actually (laughs) well i mean if it works (laughs) if it works it works don't broke don't fix it um but what i was going to say about theater because obviously at one time there were no films (gasps) what no what would i have made this podcast about then (laughs) It would be about theatre. But how ridiculous. How would I release it? <laughs> I know. You just have to shout it. <laughs> I, just, I, I, would, I would take the crowd, the town crier's place. Hear ye, hear ye. Hear ye. <laughs> A podcast of theatre. Shakespeare. Shakespeare's <laughs> The Tempest. Georgia, have you seen The Tempest? What do you uh... know of Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, that kind of oh well, because theatre was so popular. Why don't we? Why doesn't film be theatre, but we film it? There was a more educated way to make that point. Oh no, I liked it. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> you get my gist, though. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you catch my wave. Let's do the theatre on film. Mm. Let's do the theatre so think- on film. So I think that's what a lot of early films were. Yeah, we've got things like yeah, you've got things like the Jazz Singer, which is straight up a racist theatre show turned into a racist film. Like, yeah, good. <laughs> like, why um, should they lose their core aspect? Yeah, you, if, look, if you're gonna tell a racist story, why not do it in the most up to date medium? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> They've made a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, also racist. Yeah, the, it's weird though because you can't really tell they're in blackface on the podcast, <laughs> but you, <laughs> like, you can sort of understand it in the way they're speaking. <laughs> oh well. Oh, I was worried that there was blackface in this, but I don't think it was. I don't know. Is this the guy with so- the guy in the first scene? Yeah, uh, one Is of the ambassadors or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just a white guy with a beard. Um, <laughs> Because they cut away from him very quickly. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't get a chance to check if it was blackface. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. <laughs> they're like someone later, like years down the line, there are going to be two middle class white people and they're going to be checking. <laughs> and they're going to be like, 
spreading their word via some kind of wireless medium. And that's a week for them. Like a radio show that you can listen whenever you want. Yeah. (laughs) But they're going to cut away real quick so that they can't comment on us doing blackface. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to big a big bushy beard just to suggest he's foreign. Okay? That's it. It's true, though. Only foreigners have beards. Yeah. I'm yet to meet a and person from this, an English person with a beard. <laughs> absolutely not. All People in England shaven. all clean shaven, but you leave. Yep. <laughs> you head over to France. That this was... is why we left. Because <laughs> the EU was trying <laughs> to shove their beards. <laughs> yeah. We're here doing anti beard propaganda. <laughs> I say, give the people razors. <laughs> Listen to Brussels and their pro-beard stance. (laughs) We're having none of it. (laughs) Not in my Great Britain. (laughs) Why is it that in every podcast, somehow we slip in Brexit means Brexit? (laughs) It's because it's still funny. (laughs) It is still funny. Even from 2016, it's still funny. I mean, Um, we've still not left yet. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that. Still, still waiting. <laughs> yeah. We wanted a hard Brexit that's going to take five years max. <laughs> anyway, Duck Soup. Duck Soup. <laughs> Do you have uh, a better title for it than Duck Soup then? Other than obviously Simp to Pimp. Other <laughs> Whore to War. Um... Whore to War. <laughs> I was going to say War, what do you mean War? But I was trying to think of a pun on War and I couldn't in time. <laughs> Uh, Just too much blank space to be thinking. War rears. <laughs> war rears. <laughs> no <laughs> warries. <laughs> no warries. There you go. Done it. Anyway, I've never made a pun in my life. Um, <laughs> never made a pun in your life. Well, you can tell. <laughs> also, I assume because of like theatre had happened. No, no theatre hadn't happened. They actually hadn't happened yet. no theatre. That <laughs> <laughs> they had like false beards and moustaches. So why was his painted on? <laughs> was that a thing? Did you whose was paint? Who's the paint on? Groucho. No, that's a real moustache. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's it's there that's his no face. Way. That's his actual facial hair. There is no way. Google his a photo of Groucho Marx. Was painted on in that film. I swear to you. <laughs> he is. All, he, that's his mustache. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe. Groucho Marx. Yeah, so he does have. That's like, his mustache. That's his real mustache. But not in this film. I am looking at a picture. Oh my god! You know what? It is painted on. Definitely painted. What the fuck? <laughs> eyebrows yes i was like it's so obvious and you were like no my man groucho would never fake a mustache i I feel betrayed by groucho marks to be honest yeah i'm like the man had a mustache because i'm looking at pictures of him with a mustache that is possibly real looks kind of stuck on but like is definitely hair not paint i can't believe he paint oh genuinely i'm a little upset (laughs) to find out that this is (laughs) but it went from like maybe it shows up better in film in his nostrils it's in black and white. All of his nostrils was going to be black. <laughs> but like, it's like out to like his cheek. 
Oh, <laughs> how did you not know? <laughs> but yeah, because I was kind of waiting, because it was so obviously painted on, I was kind of waiting for a gag where it got, like, smudged. Well, that, that, that was the shoe polish thing that they were doing with it later on in the film. But also, they yeah. could have done that with a fake moustache too. Well, yeah. Maybe what happened was Groucho was halfway to going for blackface, and they're like, no, two people are going to talk like, about this on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, stop right there. You've got a cracking moustache, though, and he's like, I'm keeping it. <laughs> Died in 1977. Yes. Tragic. They all died before I was born. I could never have met them and said, Yeah. Your moustache was real, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Son, it wasn't. He's like, No! Groucho, I feel betrayed! <laughs> I believed in you! <laughs> and then you killed him? Yeah, I was the one who killed him back in 1977, before my birth. <laughs> wow. I was suggesting you had a time machine, not that you just looked very young. No, I was, uh, this was like, I, I did it, and then I crawled inside of... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's not lie, you've never been inside a woman. <laughs> no, except for the gestation period. Yeah, um, <laughs> gestation period. <laughs> This is the most disturbing episode of this podcast we've done. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> well, we did talk about lubing up chainsaws, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Lub- lubricate chainsaw might be more disturbing than crawling inside of a woman. <laughs> oh, it's a tight call, though. Pole out for you, lads. <laughs> right, I'll could have put it on Twitter. What's worse, lubed know. up chainsaw or <laughs> crawling up a woman? <laughs> There's no light at the end of that tunnel. There's no. Well, there is on the other end. The end that you came out, <laughs> you went in up. You went, and... yeah, but that's that's a cave, not a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But hang on, does a uterus go the whole way up the body <laughs> to the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's a cave, not a tunnel. <laughs> I know anatomy. I am a science. <laughs> You're a science, are you? <laughs> student. I didn't forgot to say the word. Student. Anyway. I thought to myself before we started this episode, you know, it's really hard to be funny when you're talking about a comedy. And I have laughed more at this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame no one's going to watch it because no one's seen Duck Soup. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rating? Wow. Um, I think a lot of this rating like comes from the impact that it made rather than the actual film. Okay. So I think I think a three. A three? That's lower than Mean Girls. Um Oh no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be fair, we have had other films lower than Mean Girls. <laughs> but at this point yeah. I think I'm gonna reset Mean Girls to zero. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. <laughs> That's not true, I don't think about it that often. <laughs> yeah, no, it's far more culturally impactful than Mean Girls. I don't know. Our modern culture, I think Mean Girls is way more impactful than Marx Brothers comedy. Yeah, but we, wouldn't, we might not have had it. If we went back in time and stopped this production, we might not have had Mean Girls. Oh my god, I've given you ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I'm being harsh with the three. I think I'm being too hard on it being gag, gag, gag. But I'll say, because I think I need to think of it more of it's a film of its time and it was very inspirational. I'm going to go 3.8 then. 3.8, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Give those, give giving those... Higher than Mad Max. I, 
Kylo Mad Max. Yeah, I think that's it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, next week, giggle. you'll definitely enjoy it because next week it's going to be oh most God, sensational, inspirational, <laughs> and muppetational <laughs> as we watch the 2011 film Muppets. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) I can't wait to, like, just hear you talk about the Muppets like it's a serious, like, like an impactful film. (laughs) And that, like, it means so much to you. made you want to be a writer it like, didn't do that trust, ins- trust me jesus christ i love it but <laughs> inspired you for all these years oh. anyway do you want to end on a sort of 1930s cackle <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> hi there i'm back for a third time and this one's the most shocking of all as i ask you to follow us on whatever means you're using to listen to the podcast, and also on social media. We're on Twitter, at HatPackProd, and on Instagram, we're just HatPackProductions. And we're on Facebook, also HatPackProductions. I assume, who knows? Thank you, in advance. But if you didn't do it, fuck off and do it, you're an asshole.